This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Welcome back to the Nakuda podcast. We've taken a bit of a break over the Yom and into the start of the year. Um, and um, now we're hopefully going to get back to doing it every week. Uh, as you know, if you had joined us last year, the focus of our uh, discussion of the Parsha was based mainly on the Tariyag Mitzvahs. Uh, any specific mitzvah that was uh, came up in the parsha, and uh, we discussed that in a broader context. Uh, during the, the Sefer Breshis, there aren't so many examples of the Targ mitzvahs within the uh, the parshas of Breshis, so we have to find other things to talk about. Um, so this parsha in particular is there's um, a lot of subjects going on in the course of the parsha. I'd like to just take out one particular uh, idea that I had been exploring here in the previous couple of parshas, <clears throat> specifically Rashis um, and, and Noyach, or parshas Lech Lecha. Um, in Parsha's Breshis, something that's uh, discussed in a lot of these forum is the fact that uh, every act of creation, every, every uh, let's say, uh, active role that Hashem as the creator takes in the uh, intervening historically with uh, history and with creation is generally preceded by some action on our part. Now, this is, is a concept uh, known in Kabbalah as Maim Nukvin and Maim Dichrin, uh, a feminine aspect and a, and a masculine aspect in the sense of a certain desire that the feminine has for the masculine, which uh, stimulates the masculine then to respond with some kind of an action. Um, but it's preceded by that desire uh, from the feminine uh, aspect that wants to receive. So if a person, um, for example, wants to give over a podcast and nobody wants to listen to it, so they're not going to have a very easy time of... Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's not going to have much significance if nobody listens to it. There has to be a desire on the part of those. So, uh, of, of the kabul, the people who are going to receive it. So, obviously, the person who wants to give first has to have something to give and a desire to give. But without someone who wants to receive it on the other end, it's very hard to uh, expect that that is going to go anywhere. Yeah, so um, in the case of Priya Oilam, the creation of the world, there really wasn't anybody around yet. So who is there to give Hashem so-called the desire to give if there was no, no one there to receive. So we're told that 
he was he was uh, stimulated, so to speak, or he was uh, he he was motivated. I mean, you can't talk about these words in terms of Hashem, but anyway, what stimulated him to give was the fact that he had, was already anticipating the existence of the tzaddikim, the righteous people that he had not yet created. Was, they weren't on the world, on, on you know, on the earth yet. But his, simply his his uh, anticipation of the nachas, the joy, and the and the, and the tiny that he would get from them, and that they could share, that the tzaddikim would be able to share together with the creator. Uh, was enough to get him to, uh, to, to to give him a reason, so to speak, to create the world to begin with. So we see the importance of the tzaddikim. If it wasn't for the tzaddikim, then uh, the world would not be created at all. And we see this later on in the parsha of Noyach, that the whole thing is basically repeated altogether. There's a, a kind of a reset where Hashem uh, destroys the world, except for Noach's family, and um, we're told that, Asha, that that Noach offers a sacrifice, and the sacrifice is a um, a source of nachas, a source of uh, of a tiny of a, of, a, of a pleasure for Hashem to see that you know well, even though you know this is all that's left, you know I anticipate creating a world out of this this tzaddik. And he, uh, a couple times in the, in, the, in the course of the Pasha, he talks about the fact that Noach is a tzaddik in this generation. Therefore, um, the whole world is based on his being able to carry on and to create a world in a better uh, place than it was before him. Even though there were tzaddikim all the way along, but um, the whole situation just got too too overwhelming, and um, it had to be reset. Uh, so, how again was uh, you know you think about something that gets completely destroyed and, and doesn't seem to be you know project doesn't seem to be worth it, but again because first of all we see a, re- a repeating theme here that Hashem wants to give because. There are tzaddikim there, those righteous people, people that are interested in the kind of world that Hashem wants to wants to create. Um, and those are the you know the people that Hashem has who to talk to, he has who to work with, who has has uh, people that are on his his wavelength. And um, without that, there's no reason to have a world at all. So, so we see that with you know Mauritian, we see it again with. Noyach, and they're not perfect people, but they, um, they're interested in, in creating a world the way Hashem wants the world to look. And now again, in this part of Lech Lecha, we have Avrom Avini. And Avrom Avini discovers Hashem. We could say maybe rediscovers Hashem because, you know, Adam Rishon talked to Hashem and Noyach talked to Hashem, but, you know, the, the increase of, of Avoid Azura, people, people getting into idolatry and that kind of thing, it took uh, of Romavini to come out and say, "There's only one God. There's, there's all these uh, these uh, idols doesn't make sense," and um, and create and and develop this this relationship with Hashem. I mean, Hashem chose because he, he searched for Hashem and he was you know, looking for Hashem. So Hashem chose him to you know to reveal 
himself to to Avram Avini, and then Avram Avini was uh, involved in trying to r- reveal Hashem's presence to the world and uh, get people uh, interested in in following him. So I just wanted to say, you know, when we talk about a tzaddik, you know, what are we talking about, and what what is the involvement of the tzaddik in the world, and how does that transform? The world into a place that's worth having, as opposed to a place that's uh, just you know going down the tubes. It's really going in the wrong direction. Um, so, basically, came with with uh, a couple of, of ideas about this that um, that all seem to have a common theme to them, and I think it's important to understand on on all these different various levels what. The, how the tzaddik is different, and what we can learn from that kind of um, that, that definition of a tzaddik. Why is a tzaddik so special? Why is it why it's just something that that is a capability that's on on the level to to first of all motivate Hashem to create the world to begin with, and also to sustain it, to keep it going, and to even rebuild it after it's been destroyed. All of this is based on the tzaddik. It's like you know one person basically that was holding up the world. So what is it, what's unique about that person, and what can we what can we learn from it? So the first thing is the, the whole concept of the tzaddik, and this is this is also backed up in Kabbalah. This idea of the midah yisoid, so yisoid is associated with the tzaddik, and yisoid is the midah which connects. It's a connecting of opposites, a connecting of male and female. It's a connecting of of uh, uh, in, in this case we're going to talk about the heavens and earth. Idea of ruchnis and gashmis, spiritual and physical. All these things have to be connected. What does it mean to be connected? It means that even though these things are in a sense opposite, that they don't seem to share something in common, there's a, there's a, a possibility to bridge that gap, to be able to um, combine the two into a single entity so that everything then is working together towards, towards a common end as opposed to each thing going in its own direction and very often, you know, each one going in opposite directions, which leads to a kind of a seesaw uh, effect or, or a uh, uh, what they call a hammer gummel, which is like like two animals each pulling the the, the uh, pulling in the wrong in the, in the opposite direction, and therefore being being stalemated to where you can't go anyway. So there's one of these ideas we're talking about shemaim and uritz that the whole thing about brias oilam. During the whole process of, of creating the world, Hashem is first sets up, you know, after after exposing the light, then he sets up uh, a clear boundary between <clears throat> the heavens and the earth. And the heavens, we talk about the heavens are, are you know belong to Hashem, and Hashem gave the earth to, to man. What does that mean? That means not that the heavens are, are you know out of Hashem, out of man's domain that he has no no connection with the heavens. On the contrary, his his neshama comes from 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 the from the uh, spiritual realm. But because <clears throat> his, the, the uniqueness of man is that Hashem has created, has, has combined <clears throat> a composite and, and combined the spiritual aspect, which is the soul, neshama, and put it into a physical goof for the purpose of, <clears throat> of transforming that goof and, and using the goof to, uh, to act within the world, which is a physical world, and to make changes in the world, and to serve Hashem through the world, and ultimately to transform the body itself into something which is a tool and a, and a means for increasing ruchnius, as opposed to fighting against that. So, because the body is as a, as a physical source, a source 
um, it's pulling in the direction of the physical, and the neshama having a, 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 a spiritual source is pulling towards the spiritual, and the two can be uh, totally at odds with each other and until one dominates or the other dominates. So if the body is successful in pulling the soul into uh, being uh, controlled by the body, then what happens is the soul uses its intellect to rationalize what the body wants, and you end up being a slave to the body. Obviously, the tzaddik is exactly the opposite. The tzaddik is intended to have a strong enough ruchnius base, a spiritual base, that he can then take the, the, the physical and use it in the service of the, the spiritual. So again, the tzaddik has caused a, a combination. He's, he's caused a, a, um, a unification of the spiritual and the physical to become a single entity which is going in the same direction, and that direction is towards Hashem, to be able to use everything for the sake of Hashem. So given that, um, the, the domination, when, when, when the tzaddikim are the, when dominating the world, and the world is going in that direction, then that is accomplishing what Hashem wanted to accomplish by creating the world. That, that's creating a world that is sustainable, that is going... You know, in a in a in a direction always in a, towards elevation as opposed to towards um, you know towards uh, dissolution and towards eternity as opposed to which is the, the spiritual is, is eternal as opposed to uh, following the physical and going towards the body and then you know ultimately uh, leading towards destruction because the body doesn't last forever. So that's one aspect, uh, one example of how the study combines two things and. And causes a uh, thereby causes a uh, uh, transformation and, and a direction to be uh, pursued in the course of of uh, man's life in the world. Um, then there's another aspect that we could talk about the tzaddik being involved in. Um, that is the aspect of time. Um, and the revelation of Hashem within time. So what does this mean? We have a statement, it's repeated quite often, really the climax of, uh, of, of uh, Yom Kippur, for example. Hashem melech, Hashem malach, Hashem yimlech. Hashem melech is the present. Hashem is king in the present. Hashem molach, he was king in the past. And Hashem yimloch, he will be king in the future. So what are we talking about? So, and first of all, and the second question would be, why does it first say Hashem Melech, and then Hashem Melech, Hashem Yimloch? It's not chronological. Chronological would be past, present, and then future. And here you're starting with the present, and you're going back to the, to the um, past and forward to the future. So it doesn't seem to be in order. So the way I would propose to, to understand that is that from our perspective in terms of, of our lives, the present is really the focus because we're living in the present. We refer to the past and we are motivated you know, towards the future. We have goals and we have uh, you know, things we anticipate and 
we have all kinds of influences from the future, and we also have influences from the past. But what we're doing is in the present. So the idea of atzadik is to unify the past, present, and future in the present so that it all becomes, again, something that's unified, a single entity that is going in one direction, which is just what we saw with the idea of the Rukhni's Gashmas. Here, we're talking about what does a person, what, what does a person uh, want to do with his life? and what, what is life about? Life is about, uh, is, life is a journey, right? So life is going from one place to another place. And it's interesting because we have uh, a mission in Pirkei Ovis, which tells us, you know, if you look at three things, you won't come, won't come to do an Avera. One is where you came from, one is where you're going to, and one is the fact that you were, whatever you do makes a difference, that, you know, you're, you're, you, there's an accounting, there's responsibility, there's, you know, your, your actions are going to be written down in a, in, in a book. Okay, so... And then what are the things that you were, uh, what, what are you coming from and what are you going to? So it, it chooses the physical aspect of where we came from and where we're going to, which is the physical, uh, you know, where the body came from and where the body's going to, neither of which is a particularly uh, pleasant thing to, uh, to, to think about. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, going to a place of uh, Rima Vitolea, you know, the, the, uh, going to the worms. So you came from a physical uh, origin, and you're going to a physical, you know, place after death. So if you look at it that way, you look at the, the, the life of the physical uh, body as not being much of much value in the end, because if you look at where it came from and where it's going to, and they're both uh, very uh, impermanent, you know, temporary types of things. So then the, the life that you're having in between on a physical basis is also not worth that much. But on the other hand, if you look at the fact that you came from, if you look at the spiritual side of it, and you look at where did you come from spiritually, you came from a a piece of Hashem, so to speak, the soul came from a very high place in Shemaim, and it's going back to Shemaim, to Gan Eden, afterwards, and uh, so, so from that standpoint, where, you're, where you are now is, is to be judged on the basis of where you're coming from, where you're going to, <clears throat> and what's in the middle, so the life of the of the spiritual life is a is 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 a is a permanent thing, and that's another thing that that even you know whatever you do spiritually is going to be recorded and is going to be you know uh, is going to be uh, sustained forever in in Shemaim. So the point is that that where that if you look at the tzaddik as having in mind where he's coming from and where he's going to on the physical level, then all of a sudden. He is the bridge in time between the beginning, which was the creation, and the end, which is the taklis of, of uh, Oilam Haba, you know, the world to come. And he's the one who's connecting those two things with his life in the present, because his, his life in the present is constantly aware of that fact and that, that, that dynamic, that, that, um, that existence, which is on the way to 
the tachlis, you know, the, the purpose, where, where the end, where everything is going to, and it's with that in mind, and he's, he's, he has that in mind in the present, so that he's, he's constantly unifying the, the origin, again, the creation, to the ultimate tachlis, the end uh, which we're working towards. So that's the, 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 the uh, essence of the tzaddik really is, is his awareness of where we are in terms of time and space and who we are. And in this parsha, we see this, this concept of, of uh, when, when Hashem says Avrom, Avrom, he repeats the name Avrom. And there are uh, other examples in, in the Chumash where also the name, a name is repeated. So the uh, Moranayim Taka, who's Yorzev is this week, um, asked the question of what, what is this idea of repeating the name. And he says that repeating the name is that every person has a uh, ideal form. He has his taklas. He has, you know, the, the, what he's supposed to be, what he's, what he's supposed to be able to accomplish, what his, what his uh, ideal form is. Every, everything in, in, in creation altogether has, has an ideal form. And uh, that's the form as opposed to the matter. So the matter is we're always trying to get that. The, so, so the point is we're always trying to get the, the matter to, uh, represent, to, to, to realize the form, the form being the ideal. And we're trying to bring that out in reality, the idea of we're trying to bring it out in, in actuality. So the tzaddik, again, is once again bridging the gap between the potential and the actuality. So he's able to to reach that um, that ideal of who he is and it's not again to be someone else he is he is is you know according to his name and his particular uh, way that he was you know that he was created he has his own specific individual talkless of what he can be I mean if we talk about the each of the others having his own personality and his own his own job to do, um, his own spiritual makeup, which corresponds to the the midas, Avram is chesed, and Yitzchak is is gvura, and, and uh, Yaakov is is, uh, is tiferes, Rachmim. So each tzaddik has his own his own individual uh, job to do, and his own individual uh, uh, essence. But he's here to realize that in reality. So again, we have a, a third example of how the tzaddik is bridging the gap between two extremes. The, the extreme the extreme in this case is in terms of, of the person himself. You know, who is the tzaddik? Who, who, you know, what, what is unique about what he does? He wasn't necessarily born a tzaddik, or he wasn't necessarily, uh, he may have had, you know, his struggles during the course of his life, but he's, again, because he's, he has that awareness, and because he's in touch with who he is and who he can be and who he's supposed to be, he's constantly aware of that responsibility and what's involved in being able to realize that and, and make the, both the potential and the actuality as one thing. And in all of these cases, it's, you know, it's one unified entity. So he's bridging that, that gap again. He's making, he's, he is the bridge. So that's, that's the point here, is that we're not talking about a finished state in any of these things. In the, in the course of one's life, the idea of, of, of representing you know, Hashem, being in touch with Hashem in, in, in the present. The present is constantly moving. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a journey again. It's, a, it's something that's a flow. It's not something that's static. So therefore, we, we can't talk about 
you know, uh, this idea that some, a given event has to happen now, because the now is always moving. The idea is, though, if we are in touch with what's what our topic is and who what what's what's demanded of us, what what we're supposed to be involved with, if we're if we're uh, aware of that and we're involved in implementing that on a regular basis, and, you know, on, 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 you know in, in the present, so to speak, uh, and knowing who we are and and how to realize our potential, and all of these different aspects of uh, none of which is completed. Each of those is in the is in the course of 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 working towards it. But because we're involved, it's not something that's you know that's that's something that we're putting off for later, or something that we forgot about, or something that we feel is beyond us and we gave up already, or any of these other possibilities that people unfortunately fall into. The tzaddik, again, is the concept of a tzaddik, is someone who is totally there and is, is totally in touch with what he's supposed to be doing and it, you know, in the present, in any, in any given moment, what is expected of him. And, and by the fact that he is involved on that level, he is unifying everything. He's unifying the entire of creation, the entire of creation, the entire of history, Everything is is in the is 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 a, a consistent connection, a, a complete entity that's you know it's beginning, middle, and end. Uh, you know, from 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 the the heavens down to the earth and everything in between. All of these things are unified because he's involved. He's he's there. He's he's doing something. He's it's it's going somewhere. And that means that it's all there. So the idea of, you know, like waiting for Mashiach or whatever, this kind of thing is, is when you're talking about a tzaddik, it becomes irrelevant to talk about when a given thing is going to happen. You know, somebody's saying about, you know, this, this has to happen now, or, or when is it finally going to happen? It's not a question of that. It's a question of if you're doing everything you can to be involved in the, 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 the ultimate, you know, purpose for, for which we're here, then... There is no uh, problem with you know when it's going to happen. That's that's not the point. The point is the present has no when. It's it's just always now. So again, if he's in the now, he's in he's he's constantly bridging those gaps and making everything into one unity and one entity. Then it doesn't matter when it's happening. It's that that's that's eternal. That's that's an expression of eternity right now in the present. So that's basically what I was. So the idea of lech lecho bechlal is, you know, go out, do what I'm asking you to do, do what you have to do, do do what your your purpose is now, and don't worry about about um, you know uh, if it's fast enough or you know some kind of chesboyness. You're making some kind of calculations about when a given thing has to happen or you know how it has to happen or you know. Figuring out all kinds of you know you just do what you're supposed to do at the moment and that's the way that Sadik lives in that constant uh, that constant awareness and that constant clarity. So I'm not saying this, uh, even Sadik Sadik also has ups and ups and downs, but it's it's he's there. You know that's that's the point. Okay, so uh, hopefully you get you get what I'm talking about and um, um, and I hope you will join us again next week, Mitzvah. Um, and you know, definitely feel free to contact us uh, on the website. It's um, uh, nakuda.org, N-E-K-U-D-A-H, 
and we're happy to uh, get any feedback. And if you'd like to, you can contact us at um, info at uh, um, If you'd like to dedicate a podcast to anybody, uh, just let us know. Okay, see you next week.